the Health Minister. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your time. Thank you, Dashan, and thank you to the listeners. I, I'm sure you must be the busiest person here. Everyone wants to meet with you. We, we've tried getting you on, on the show and in oh our studio gosh. for the last oh few days. Gosh. You're walking around with Elton John, Charlize Theron, Bill Gates. You, you seem to be the man of the moment. Well, because I'm the host... And uh, apart from being the host, we are regarded as a country, not regarded as like that. We've got the biggest treatment program in the whole world. The executive director of UNAIDS, uh, Mr. Michel Sidibe, said we are a model country on this treatment of HIV from which many other countries must learn. And that's why, obviously, they would like to, to meet uh, South Africa. And that's why I'm running from one meeting to the other. I hardly finish all the time in one meeting uh, until I go to the next. Even now, when I came here to you, I left uh, Doctors Without Borders. They are in my office here waiting to meet me. I had to tell them to wait because... I had to come for this interview. Well, they can so. wait because they're also coming in to speak to us after you've spoken to us. Okay. So, Dr. Masvaledi, thanks and thank you again for coming through. I mean, I'm kind of curious, well, what happens when you meet with Charlize Theron and Elton John, Bill Gates? What, what do they tell you? Do they give you money? Do they pledge funding? What, what, what do they say to you? Oh, yes. Bill Gates has been a very big uh, uh, philanthropist when it comes to health issues. And we discussed that. How is he going to help on the new programs? Let me not announce them now because uh, the meeting was at a very high level. Uh, there was a deputy president, Russell Ramaphosa, in the meeting. There was uh, Jeff Kadebe, uh, the minister in the presidency for planning and monitoring and evaluation. And uh, I was there too. Uh, I would prefer the, the outcome of the discussion with Bill Gates to come from the deputy president himself. But I must tell you, we discuss a broad range of extraordinarily important things. W when can we imagine the embargo being broken so we can break this <laughs> I don't news? No, it depends on the deputy president. <laughs> yes. Okay. And well, then with Elton John, he's running a gateway clinic at Prince Michigan Hospital. We went there where he's helping particularly LGDP people to come out in the open, come and test, have a clinic where they get help. And we are very happy about that because it's a model clinic from which the rest of the country can learn. Uh, because we don't want to leave the LGD people aside. L let me tell you, Dash, and I know that quite a number of people are sensitive about this mm. issue. You can't defeat HIV AIDS and move to zero, as we've promised, by leaving other people behind because you label them. It doesn't make sense. If you have got 10 people who have got HIV positive, you say, no, I'll treat this eight. This one is Dash and is a drunkard. I will leave it. This one is a so-called prostitute. I leave it out. Mm. This one and you label these people about the disease, the disease will just go on. I gave an example about TB. Somebody asked me, why do you give preference to people in jail, in correctional service facilities? They've destroyed, uh, 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 they are in jail there because many of them are criminals. N that's an emotional argument. It doesn't make sense. We have checked the three most vulnerable groups for TB in the country. It's co correctional services number one. They are the most vulnerable. People working in the mines, especially gold mines, and people staying around the mines. Now, if you say people in correctional service are criminals, you don't test them for 3B, let me tell you what will happen. When they go out, it has been proven scientifically, each person with TB can infect 16 others in the public. 16, 15, sorry, not 16, 15 other people in the public. Because we breathe the same air. And unlike HIV and AIDS, for instance, you can't take a stand and say, I won't get TB. You can only make that pronouncement that you'll never get TB if you stop breathing 
As long as you breathe, you can get it. And now imagine branding somebody a criminal, not helping him, and he taking down 15 other people. It doesn't make sense as society. So we need to treat everybody, mm. everybody who is infected and who is affected. And after all, all countries of the world, Dashen, have signed uh, the Sustainable Development Goals at the United Nations. And goal number three is eradicating HIV. Before goal number three, the preamble to the pledge mm. says this is a program of unprecedented scope and magnitude and nobody will be left behind. Nobody. That way. So the, the activists... Nobody will be left behind. The activists are saying that. They're saying, and in order to not leave people behind, we need to decriminalize sex work. The second call, we need to decriminalize drug use. These are two very radical calls, and they call for policy and political level intervention. Let me read to you what our listeners said. When yesterday we spoke to a sex worker, Ayanda Dengue, who is the chairperson of SWEAT, and today we spoke to Dr. Farid Abdullah, you know him, the CEO of SANEC, who's, who talked about, again, decriminalizing drug use. Here's how our listeners responded. Mac wrote in to say, why not just legalize everything? everything that's immoral, including gangsterism, <coughs> including fraud, including corruption. Here's another SMS and uh, a listener who refused to give us his name, wanted to be anonymous, I can only imagine why, saying, I'm sick and tired of hearing about AIDS on your show. We've been doing it for four days, by the way. Today he wrote in, or she wrote in, to say, I don't have sympathy with any of them, as it's mostly because of their low morality and their promiscuity. Uh, how that, do you respond that's to that? Gri gri that's grievously wrong. That's grievously wrong. How does a child born HIV positive, a baby born HIV positive, how is that low morality to that baby? And our statistics have shown that by 2004, 70,000 babies were born HIV positive. What wrong have they done, those babies? So does it it's not them. It's, it's their parents who did something. This baby is innocent. Do we dump that baby because of the sins of the mother? We have fought that issue through prevention of maladministrative transmission. Today, the number is down to 6,000. You know, when this conference was held here 16 years ago, Ngozi Johnson, when he, at 11 years, addressing this conference, what did Ngozi Johnson do? What wrong thing did he do? He was born HIV positive. He, he has done nothing wrong in this world. He was just a victim so of what happened. So, so it's would say it's the parents' fault, right? And well, it's, 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 it's wrong, that part one. Mm. But number two, we don't uh, 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 victimize people because they've got a disease. We don't victimize people because they've got DP, hepatitis, mm. diabetes, high blood pressure, cirrhosis of the liver because of drinking, even cancer of the lung because they were smoking. They never get victimized. They are all treated. So why should you choose HIV AIDS positive people only and, and say these ones, you know? We know all these diseases, how they come. They, you know, obese people have eaten. It might be that they are eating a lot. Mm. Somebody with lung cancer might be that they were smoking very heavily. Somebody who has got cirrhosis of the liver might be that they've been drinking a lot. Somebody with psychosis because they've been taking substances, you know? So... It's, it's wrong. In, in health, we don't victimize people. We, we deal with their disease. Do you believe in decriminalizing sex work and decriminalizing drug use? Those are very, very difficult concepts. Let's not just simplify them over the radio by saying so-and-so came here and said decriminalize. So s sensitive are these issues that Uta Nelson Mandela, 15 years ago, 
gave this job to the Law Reform Commission to investigate all. It will be wrong to approach decriminalization of things through HIV and AIDS only. It's wrong. Because decriminalizing sex work and all the other things they want us to criminalize is not about HIV AIDS only. It's just, these are societal issues. That's why Tata Nelson Mandela gave it to the Law Reform Commission to investigate. And they've been doing that for the past 15 years. I made to understand the report is there. They'll give it to the cabinet and the cabinet will pronounce. It will be wrong as a member of the cabinet to come and give my own individual views. But having said so, Dashen, mm -hmm. it does not mean that if you did not decriminalize anything, the people who are victims of that cannot get treatment. I visited a Bill and Gates Foundation program in India called Avahan. Mm -hmm. They have dealt with the issue of HIV, AIDS among sex workers. Amazing, amazing success without decriminalization. I'm not putting my point about criminalization or not. I'm saying as a minister of health, it doesn't mean I can't save people successfully uh, because there's no decriminalization. That's why we launched the sex worker program. We still want to test sex workers. They are members of SANAC. We invited them to come to SANAC so that we listen to them, we help them, we deal with them. And I am giving them treatment. I am giving them treatment regardless. So any human being, whether he's a sex worker or drug abuser or intravenous drug user or what, when they come to health to look for services, we give them services, decriminalization or not. I just wanted to clarify that. Whether a person is a criminal in jail, after all, this is international law. Mm. Yes, you can shoot somebody and then the person shoots back. Both of them are still alive. You're trying to kill them. You arrive in hospital. I'm not going to say uh, because you were the murderer who wanted to murder somebody, you can't get treatment. And you deny yes. this person deny that treatment. We, yeah. we can't do that. So in health, we can't deny people human rights. We've got to do them. And I'm not do saying so only as a minister. I'm also saying as a doctor who signed the Hippocratic Oath. And I live by that oath. I'll treat everybody regardless. A perfect way to end the interview, Dr. Aaron Matsuladi, Minister of Health. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much.